You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. The Civilian Secretariat for Police Service has begun its work in developing a new national policing policy for the country, as per the instruction of the Police Minister Becky Kele. The Secretariat says the National Policing Policy will feed into the South African Police Service Amendment Act, which aims to improve policing across South Africa. Public consultations are currently underway where provinces are making inputs into the policy. For more on this, we're joined on the line by Lillian Mashele, the Deputy Director responsible for policy development at the Civilian Secretariat for Police Service. A very good morning to you, ma'am, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Elvis. Thank you for having me. Good morning. And let's first look at the current system. What are the main issues of concern as far as the current policing system is concerned? So what we've considered in terms of some of the issues that the police are experiencing, um, we've focused obviously at some of the issues that are at a macro level that are about more than just the police, but also we've focused on the issues that are affecting the police. So some of the issues of um, the levels of trust, the modernization of the police, you know, contribution of um, technology in terms of policing, distribution of resources, um, the load detection rates, but, you know, also issues that extend beyond the purview of policing, that affect policing and crime and criminality, and those would be some of the socioeconomic issues, some of the um, challenges of inequality and unemployment and how that contributes to crime. Um, but also looking at issues of um, the inadequate provision of basic services um, by other departments. And this is not to say everyone, but there are some um, issues of underperformance that do affect crime and criminality. So we've looked at some of those issues at some of the challenges that have contributed to crime and criminality and the way that police is able to be effective or ineffective or optimally effective, rather. So let's now turn to the objectives behind the national policing policy uh, that you are currently working on and what changes do you foresee? So really, because it's the national policing policy really wants to determine, shall we say, the posture for what policing should look like and how we kind of... Um, will then create a document that provides the basis for other policies to be, to be developed within the space of policing and also provide key principles, you know, in terms of how to strengthen leadership governance, um, but also civilian oversight, which is what we do as a civilian secretary for police service. And, of course, then provide the basis for um, developing other Uh, provincial policies, because this policy has to be informed by the different provincial policing needs and priorities, with the appreciation that, of course, the different provinces experience uh, or are very nuanced in in, in their own nature. So those are the key objectives, really providing the basis to provide those principles, um, to strengthen leadership, but also improve the effectiveness and the efficiencies in the service delivery from a policing context. So how will the national policing policy affect then the police service? Amendment Act and and police officials really on the ground? Well, um, in in, in the natural order of things, policy um, 
informs, uh, shall we say, legislation. So it's, it's actually quite opportune that we still have an opportunity to have this policy informing the Amendment Act. So some of the uh, policy proposals, and I can't really speak to areas of policy proposals in this policy because, as you have mentioned, we're busy consulting on it. So nothing in the policy right now is cast in stone. But some of the key policy proposals and policy articulations from this policy will then be considered in, in, in terms of when um, making inputs into the Amendment Act. So, so but of course, I must also mention that there's quite a lot of policy. So this policy, um, the basis of this policy, um, is informed by a lot of research and other policies mm. that are currently in place. So, and a lot of those have um, informed um, or have been used rather to also make input into the Police Amendment Act. Talking about consultation, we understand that you've been to several provinces in this respect. How is the consultation process going? So, um, I mean, it's been going well. We would like to have more people, but um, budget constraints have really limited us in terms of numbers. But what we've done is really um, afforded people to, uh, through numerous p- platforms to participate in, in these engagements. So we've had the physical consultations. We've been to four provinces that far, thus far. Actually, we're currently in the Western Cape, um, and this is our fourth province. So we're also consulting with non-government stakeholders later this morning. Um, and then we'll then offer other provinces. So the remaining five provinces will be hosting virtual presentations. So we're really hoping, because it's very different when you, you engage with people physically um, and virtually, but we're hoping to really capitalize and make the best of those presentations. But we've also afforded people an opportunity. So I think in about a week, two at most, um, the document, the draft document will be gazetted offering people an opportunity to do written submissions. We've also um, made plans to kind of shorten the document and try and make it um, something friendly for communities to be able to engage with and understand and make inputs utilizing other platforms that our colleagues will be engaging in. So engagement such as in Bezos, where there are opportunities for us, we would definitely capitalize on those and get people to make inputs um, from that uh, in that regard. But consultations in terms of the kind of inputs we've been receiving, we're really impressed with what we've been getting. A lot of the time with, when you engage on policy, you get a lot of issues that are operational and not necessarily um, policy issues, and then you have to interpret them and try and kind of... Um, shall we say, convert them to uh, policy issues that can be addressed in the policy. But right now, at the levels that we're engaging, people are really starting to understand and engage with policy issues and make um, inputs as such. So we've been very pleased with what we've received so far. We've been to um, Gauteng, we've been to KZN, we were in the Malanga last week, and like I said, we are currently in the Western Cape. And what sort of input uh, are you looking for from these communities? So, in essence, really, we're looking for input on how do we ensure that collectively we can enhance policing. So, remember, um, 
the principle at this point for policing is really also based on the um, approach of democratic policing principles, uh, a principle and people-centered policing. And one of the key issues and one of the key pillars, rather, if I may, is also building trust um, in the police from communities. So what we also want to see is some of those... Um, policy inputs on how we can harness on community um, and police relations to ensure that we enhance policing, but also other issues um, that speak to issues of quality policing. How do we build a quality police um, member and a quality police service? How do we improve effective and efficient service delivery? How do we build on trust between the police service? And how, would you, how do we strengthen ethical um, governance and management and leadership um, issues? You know? So those are the kind of inputs that we're looking at. But um, like I said, because we have a draft, we can also look at technical issues in terms of the draft, um, ensuring that we all have the same understanding when I speak about democratic um, approach to policing. So some of the inputs that we've received that speak to uh, to the draft would be ensuring that there's an understanding of um, what we mean by democratic policing. What do you mean by people-centered? You know, so those kinds of issues. Um, are coming up. But like I've mentioned, those four that I mentioned are the four pillars um, that speak to how we want to see, which is the impact statement, really, where people are and feel safe mm-hmm. as per the National Development Plan. There have been calls from certain provinces like the Western Cape for the devolution of the policing powers. Where do you stand on this debate and could it provide greater scope for combating crime? I mean, um, the provinces are making a case for it, but ours is not to um, stand in the debate. Ours at this point um, is to receive the input um, for policy, take it forward, consider it, and must be well considered. And we don't want to come back and have another conversation because we didn't consider certain issues. Um, so in all honesty, right now, ours is to receive the input, um, to be objective in how we receive the input. Um, they are making a case for it, um, but I'm also there's, there's probably those who can make a case against it. Um, so we are not in a position to really make a judgment for it, but um, we are receiving the input and we are really noting and we'll take it forward for consideration. Wonderful. Thank you so yeah. much for your time. That was Thank Lillian Mashele, the Deputy Director responsible for policy development at the Civilian Secretariat for Police Service. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.